Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. I am beyond excited that you are here and uh, welcome to another episode of the show. So uh, so how have you been? If you're following me on social media, if you follow me on Instagram or you're on uh, Facebook even or LinkedIn, I'd love for you to reach out. Tell me, what are you up to at the moment? What are you doing to build your personal brand? What's working? What's not working? You know, all this personal branding stuff really evolves and changes very quickly. And sometimes it works online. You know, it's more face-to-face type stuff. and. I've been out working with uh, within organizations and helping leaders to be able to build their brands over the last few weeks. And at the end of this week, I'm about to go into working with some of the clients I work with in a program called Win With Influence, which is a group of female experts in their field that I work with in helping them to be able to build their personal brand. And um, they're all just such amazing women. You know, they're just so committed and passionate about what they do, com- um, committed to helping their clients become the best that they can be. You know, they're writing blogs, they're writing books, they're um, building databases and, you know, really starting to build their tribes around their message and who they serve. So it's exciting to see them come to life. And uh, and one of the things that we launched recently, I think I mentioned on one of the other podcasts, but um, has been this book this quarter, which is the, um, my new book, Trusted, which you can find on the website. So it's called Trusted, The Level Above Influence. And um, it's not a massive read, you know, it's about this thick. And if you're listening, so um, on the podcast, I don't know, it's probably about a centimetre and a half thick, I suppose. Um, but I talk about all things that build trust because trust has really changed and evolved over time. And the reason why, um, but some of the foundations and basics stay the same. And, you know, what really got me obsessed about trust um, years ago was going through a divorce and separation after uh, my ex-husband had an affair and I was trying to work out, you know, do I, should I stay or should I go? Could I? And the real question really I was asking was, could I trust this person ever again? And and today when I'm working with brands, you know, when we're building a brand, our brand is our promise to the marketplace and to the world, as Tom Peters, Peters would say. And um, so really when I'm working with people to build their personal brand and brands in general, the thing we're really working with is, are you a trusted brand? Does your what you're saying that you do, does the promise that you make match up to the behavior of your staff, of your teams, of, of my experience coming to you as a customer. So I'm super thrilled to be able to get it out. We talk about the nine key skills uh, to building trust in you as a leader and as your brand. Uh, so things like we're gonna, we talk about authenticity, empathy, credibility, um, your identity as a leader, vulnerability. Um, what are the roles that these things play nowadays? Because it's not about command and control anymore. It's um, about connection and compassion and insight and understanding. 
Um, so super wrapped to be able to get this out, help you to build communities, how to build your tribe, because what I was noticing when I was out helping people build their brand, a lot of people thought it was just about, you know, how you dress and, uh, you know, and how you present yourself, which is uh, not a bad place to start, but it's, it's, you know, there's more to it than that. You actually need to be a trusted brand. So uh, if you want to download, you can jump on the website, you can purchase your copy, you can go to Amazon and all the other platforms online. Or if you don't have any budget, you can jump on the website, my own website, and go to jane-anderson.com and go to the books page and you can download a free copy. And you, I don't even need your email address. So jump on that um, and uh, you can grab that. I've been talking a little bit about this, particularly with CEOs and helping them building their brand because We've had a lot of changes in Australia lately, particularly around um, uh, Royal Commission and any industry that comes out of Royal Commission, you know, we're talking about how do you rebuild trust after going through something like that. So um, so jump on that and uh, I'd love to hear your feedback, comments and, um, and also uh, any reviews on Amazon would be awesome. So uh, today though is my goal is to introduce you to somebody who really gets trust and this lady is an expert in her space and she talks about something called psychological safety or interpersonal safety. So what that essentially is is how you create trust and connection between people in particular teams so that people collaborate and connect and so that you can create high performance. Um, a lot of this work, you know, there's so many people who have done work in this space from people like Patrick Lencioni with the five dysfunctions of a team. He talks a lot about trust, talks a lot about um, <laughs> dysfunction, yes. Uh, he talks a lot about um, creating psychological safety or connection within uh, teams to create high performance. And, you know, organisations that are out there, they just don't have, you know, the budgets anymore. To, uh, they're super lean. They don't have the ability to carry people that are underperforming. So there's a huge demand for people like this person I'm interviewing today. So she is a psychologist, she is a speaker, she is an author and mentor in helping people be the best, best version of themselves. She spent three decades as a psychologist developing her IP on how fear and habits restrict our achievement and communication. Uh, and she really just really focuses on working people, working with people who are trying to build agile workforces. Um, she is really obsessed about ripples of behavior, both good and bad. Um, and she talks about people feeling safe enough to be this, the best version of themselves. Um, she works with people to help them become really self-managing, to be able to create and demand trust from people and to drive growth through conversations and responsibility uh, to their collective goals. She's the founder of something called the Safe Space Program that enables leaders to achieve remarkable trust and connection. And the safety created in, these pro in this program enables the tolerance of discomfort, which is not always easy, um, getting through the discomfort of difficult conversations, innovation and change. And in particular, being able to create a safe place to have the diversity of thinking in teams. Her results are remarkable um, and the influence and impact that she has in helping people move quickly as a team to get decisions made, implement change 
and um, reduce risk as well. So uh, I, I mentored and coached this, uh, this incredible woman a couple of years ago, and I'm so glad we finally got to the point to be able to share her incredible expertise and knowledge with you. So uh, please welcome the amazing, the extraordinary Dr. Amy Silver. Enjoy. Hi there and welcome to the Jane Anderson show where we talk all things about personal branding, we talk about influence, leadership and connection and I am super excited that you are joining us today because as you know we're all about people and we say that people buy from people and they buy from people who they know, who they like and the big one is who they trust and when I think about the word trust I think about this lady that we're going to be having a chat with today. So the lady we're going to be talking to today is one of my favourite people, Dr. Amy Silver. So Dr. Amy Silver is a psychologist. She is a speaker, an author and mentor on building cultures of courageous collaboration to create remarkable growth. Her background includes working as a clinical psychologist and she has been an academic tutor for Oxford University. And as in Oxford in the UK. She spent three decades developing IP on how fear and habit restrict our growth and achievement. And now she works mainly in the professional services, public services, particularly with those who are embracing the move towards a more connected and agile workforce. Uh, she's obsessed with the ripples that our behaviours have and, the, and passionate about people feeling safe enough to be the very best of themselves. Amy regularly publishes on growth, trust and collaboration and she has a fantastic blog called Silver Linings, which I love the name. Uh, and her book, Conversations Create Growth, shows managers how to lead performance conversations that drive engagement and achievement. And she's currently working on her new book, The Safe Space, which I cannot wait for it to, for it to come out, which is very exciting. I keep telling people about it. Um, and uh, it will be around for courageous collaboration, which is the essential for team and cultural success in, uh, for business growth. She has a doctorate in clinical psychology, a master's in forensic psychology, master's in performance and a bachelor of science and honours in psychology. She's worked as a practising clinical psychologist and academic tutor and researcher at Oxford University in the UK. And after her career in clinical psychology, she's worked in corporate for 15 years using psychological knowledge, trust and collaboration to improve growth after a short stint as a professional actress. <laughs> Is there anything this woman cannot do? <laughs> Please welcome Dr. Amy Silver. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm Love so, talking to you. so glad you're here. Thank you so much for your time. I know how busy you are and uh, all the amazing work that you're doing and you're just on this absolute trajectory with the work that you're doing with clients. So thanks so much for making the time and, and it's so nice to catch up with you anyway. We haven't seen you in a while. So we, we kind of do podcasts and videos and just record our catch-ups anyway. So... <laughs> So. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure always to talk to you. Oh, my pleasure. So, Amy, you know, I obviously know we've worked very closely together. So for everyone else's benefit, um, you, I'd love for you to explain a little bit about uh, two things I really want to tap into today with you is I want to know 
the business of Dr. Amy Silva. So most of our clients or people who are listening have built their personal brand uh, of their business under their name.com and becoming influencers in their field and running tribes and chiefing their tribes and all that sort of stuff. So we'd love, and a big part of that is being able to build trust in who we are as an expert and trust in the people in the tribes we, we create and run. So, but love to tap into, can we go under the bonnet a little bit on Dr. Amy Silver's brand as an influencer and then your expertise and how that applies to personal brands. So, so first of all, tell us, tell us about your practice. How, how did, how do you start? Tell us about the clients you work with and types of programs you deliver. Uh, so as you said, very beautifully, uh, mm-hmm. I am a psychologist and um, what I do at work is to help people have stronger relationships mm-hmm. um, and through those stronger relationships, they get more done and mm-hmm. they feel good while they're doing it. So mm-hmm. the programs that I have are built around either courageous conversations, so how to have a conversation that creates growth, either for those people that you manage or those people around you mm-hmm. um, and then I have a specific program called the safe space which mm-hmm. works on driving the psychological safety in a team or in a division or an organization and um, using that psychological safety to enable people to have courageous conversations um, rather than polite conversations where they don't really say what they mean but they say right. what they mean when they go out the room because uh, that's oh, what that. <laughs> leads to yeah. inefficiencies um, and a lot of my clients are um, sort of government agencies or uh, professional services um, okay. so people I think trust as you know you're you're also uh, in that world very much of, yes. of thinking about trusting um, in that world of, of service uh-huh. uh, there's a big need for people to understand trust but while it's been very focused on building trust with clients mm. um, I think people are just turning to realize how trust internally makes a massive difference to their efficiency right. so you know, that a lot of the work that I do is with people who have started to realize that you know to to create a high performance team they need trust and safety around right them. And so when you're out working with these programs, so you typically would deliver this in the format of being some workshops with like team, team sort of building yeah. exercises and they would go, you might do a, a day or two here or they could be larger programs. Is that right? Or you might go in and run it through the entire organisation. Is that kind of yeah, how it Yeah, so it, it generally starts at the leadership level and then we right. built it down, although sometimes the leadership teams aren't um, as brave as they need to be to do a program like this so we start Mm -hmm. in the middle and work our way up it's always where I'm heading because the leadership do um, make the send send the tones really around some of this stuff Um, yeah we work um, team-based projects so um, we really focus on the idea that safety is created in in a small group rather than a big one so we we work on the system of sort of sending a positive virus through the organization by creating these little hubs of safety um in teams okay and across the organization they can start to collaborate across teams and that really sends the the cultural tone in a different direction but yeah a lot of the work that we do is team team team-based right each individual each individual goes through a process of 
um, self-leadership so they understand how they as individuals perform and react when they're around other people. Okay. And then we get them together as a team to work on some trust building. Um, and it's not sort of walking across hot coals, but it's um, really trying to drive the connection between them so that they can have honest and authentic relationships uh, based on who they really are as a person and what they have to think and, and, and bring to the table. Right. Um, so we're, we're building those connections across the teams. Right. And so, um, cause they're like, these are big programs like that you deliver. Like it's, this is such a fundamental need that organizations have. And I love the uniqueness of, and plus all the credibility that comes with you of all the work you've done, you know, you're, this is hearing it from the horse's mouth. Like you've actually done the research. You've been, you've applied the work um, around this concept of psychological safety. So when you've, uh, and I hadn't really, I hadn't heard this term, but when I'm, when I heard it, I was like, yeah, because when I first started, Amy and I met at Thought Leaders Business School and I remember when I first started with Matt, I remember the word safety coming up. I, I said, yeah, like people tell me stuff really easily. Like I, I find um, I could, I, um, I've always found that. Like, and, and I'd never really heard it said. I remember it, like I'd said the word safety ages ago, but I'd never heard this concept of psychological safety. And when I heard you explain it, I was like, oh, that's what it is. Because uh, I'd always thought it was trust and rapport and, so can you explain the difference of, because I think this is really key to your expertise and your positioning and your uniqueness. What's the difference between trust and psychological safety? Are they different things or are they the same um, or similar? Or how I do think they've probably, they've probably got a similar route to them, which, mm-hmm. is, which comes around, um, you know, an, the emotion of fear. Okay. Because it's sort of, you know, it's kind of the opposite. But um, for me, um, it's around being okay with what you think and who you are right. um, and bringing that to the table. So often um, in work situations, in any, well, in any group situations, we have expectations of, of how we are and who we, who we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we feel safe, uh, we're able to pull on all those different bits of ourselves. So we don't put up barriers. We don't yes. put up a, a, a maze of, of yeses and nos that we've got to travel through in order to um, present who it is that we think is going to be accepted or acceptable. Um, or, you know, who, who's, you know, are we being funny enough or are we being um, open enough or vulnerable enough or strong enough or right. um clear enough or cool enough or all these things are we are we are we and all of that sort of is is mental fog that gets in the way of of us really truly being able to access what we've got of of our clever brains and we're much cleverer than than um you know we are when we're together when we're together we do something weird uh group we, we, we have this whole area of group psychology that interferes with our how how much we can be ourselves um so there's a a few things that are related to 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 this is is how do we be the best version of ourselves Mm -hmm. um and that's something that we we're in charge of the second is how do we get the best out of those people around us so are we actually taking responsibility for um you know the what other people are able to access or are we Mm. actually inhibiting what they're able to bring um and then the third is really do we understand what it is that we can do together 
Right. Um, do we actually understand um, if, if, if we really kind of um, nailed what it was that our purpose was together, could we do more? So right. um, all of those are things that we work on in the group. But, the, you know, collaboration starts at the, with me. You know, right. I have to actually understand myself in order for me to be a good collaborator. So that's where we always start is self-leadership. Right. Do you know what you get triggered in terms of your thinking and behavior when you're in a group or with other people? Do you understand what, what intimidates you or makes you frustrated or um, makes you complacent, um, you know, makes you silent? Do you understand all of those things? Mm. Uh, because if, if you can't really be conscious of it, then you, you're putting yourself in quite a, um, or you're just not taking charge of, of who you are and what you've got to offer. Right. And that's, it's interesting because, you know, we've got organisations trying to do more with less. So we're trying to um, cope with change. So we've already got all these other pressures that are happening. And so if we can cope or if we can somehow band together or create that connection or that collaboration in that, in that team that I can be myself, then somehow I'm thinking that I can kind of cope with all this disruption that's going on or being able to evolve because I've got to now start to think creatively. I've got to think of solving problems differently and, and am I prepared to have a go and risk failure? Will I still be accepted and loved um, in that tribe or who the people I'm connected to? Would that be right? Yeah. And look, I think our workplaces are changing and I think egos used to be, um the prevailing kind of way in which we ran business you know mm. it was um and we would follow the leader whereas now things are moving too fast um there's too much as you say there's too much chaos we don't have time to build relationships we can't we can't rely on time as the you know as the main feeder for trust mm. we actually need to be um higher functioning than that mm. um and you know with all the you know, a uh, threat of kind of jobs uh, being taken by robots and all of that. We, we actually just need to um, really polish our human skills and our human skills. And what I think our superpower is, is our ability to flex who we are. But for some reason, when we're younger, we, um, we sort of tune out of that and decide that we're set. Right. Um, and for, for us to be really better functioning and being, uh, being, really capable of what we could do together we we need to be able to flex around our own styles and our own behaviors um, right. so that we can um, really make better connections with more people faster right and so you've got the book which is around um, creating growth conversations and then you've got the safe space coming out shortly so you obviously speak as part of your dr amy silver brand so you speak uh, do workshops and I'm imagining you doing some coaching as well and yeah um, so your practice is based here in you're based in Melbourne and you have some team that are, are virtual as well as face-to-face -face and uh, so and um, so in terms of uh, and you work across a really broad range of industries so that's the Dr Amy Silver brand essentially and your expertise is in building trust collaboration and uh and safety in teams or psychological safety to create high performance so that's dr amy silver so then then what i'm really keen to find out is the connection between your expertise that you have when because you apply that to organizations 
but you, like me, we're around influencers all the time, personal brands, thought leaders, and, you know, that's another game again because we have to build trust, we have to build psychological safety, but we're not within a team and we're working more so with the clients we work with. Um, what do you see or that you notice that people do really well or could be doing better when they're trying to build psychological safety and trust and growth conversations? If I'm an expert in my field, so if I'm an influencer listening today, what are some of the things that you see out there that people don't do really, really well that actually may even deplete trust when they're building their, their practice and their personal brand as a leader in their space, like in their expertise versus those that those who do it really well, what are some things they do and what do you notice that probably don't go so well? well <laughs> you I must see it all the me. time. <laughs> I'll talk about me and, and what hasn't gone what hasn't gone well for me because okay. before I did um dramysilver.com I was um I guess you know being able to I had a really strong understanding of how people change and why people think and behave in certain ways based on mm -hmm. in the psychology world. And I had a really good understanding of, um, of how we work together um, from that world. And then also from acting mm -hmm. um, and along the way, I, you know, there were heaps of things that I could do, you know, I could um, train people on how to be better presenters or I could train them on how to change in any which direction that they wanted to. And so mm -hmm. I created an organization or a company. I was trying to build my own brand, I guess. But um, I, I tried to do that by offering lots of different things to, to lots of different people. Mm -hmm. um, and essentially, I was marketing myself as a trainer or as a facilitator. And pretty much mm -hmm. if you asked me to do anything, I would say yes. Um, and I, I think over the course of, of um, the last few years, and obviously you as a mentor of mine has have been huge influence in that, mm -hmm. is standing tall in, in, in what it is that I uniquely bring. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that that's actually helped me um, create trust. Right. Uh, I think it has been really easy to then be authentic with who it is that I'm being and not apologetic. And so yeah. when I was trying to sell myself as a trainer, I would be trying to represent what I thought the other person wanted to see um, with their trainers. So I would try and emulate or try and be what I thought a good trainer would be. Right. Uh, and so I was pretending to be something and felt fraudulent um, because I wasn't sure whether this is actually what a good trainer would do. Right. Um, because I, and so, and I was trying to be the expert in everything and anything. And that felt a bit weird. Yeah. So the more, the more that I've gone on and the more that I've stood in my uniqueness and who I am, the more I don't have to apologize if I, I don't know. I'm sort of, I can, I can be a little bit, well, I, I think I'm just, I can be quite real, you know? And so if, if, um, if I sort of say the wrong thing or I, um, I can make it, sometimes I make a bit of a cheeky joke that sort of, you know, it's just who I am yes. and I don't have to sort of double think it and kind of go, Oh my God, that was a bit weird. I said that or, <laughs> you know, um, or I walked into that meeting and I didn't really fit what I think they, they right. need to see, but that's okay because I'm being me yeah. and I'm not 
trying to be something that um, I think they want to see, which is, you know, that maze that I was talking about of having yes. to negotiate the expression of who I am through yes. all these ideas of what I think they they need or what I think they want I can just be me and if they like it then they buy it and if they don't then they won't but <laughs> it's sort of I don't have to pretend to be something that I'm not so, and I think by doing so it's really easy for people to trust me because I'm being me so right. they they very quickly get to see who I am right. um, when I when I see people you know, I see a lot of behaviors in meetings and in organizations that come from a place of fear. Right. Um, and that fear inhibits who they are. And it mm. goes one of two ways. They can be um, not aggress- aggressive, maybe too strong a word, but they can be um, they can be defensive, defensive. and hiding, yeah. yeah, hiding who they are by sort of batting things away if it gets mm. close. Uh, that to me just signals. Um, somebody that's going to be quite you know I have to do quite a lot to negotiate in there to get them to feel safe enough to be open so that I can work with them because if they're very defensive um you know I know that they've got all these guards up and I'm going to have to move around their maze to get inside and the other side of things is if they're um if they're fearful and that's pulling them back and they and they don't want to put themselves forward then it's actually very difficult to trust them as well because you don't really know what they're saying and what they're thinking and um so I think it's I, I always come back down to to fear and looking for fear and I think fear is the is the thing that pushes people away. I think yes. if, if they sense that you're fearful, it's going to be hard for them to trust you because they don't know where you're, you know, where you're going to go. You're going to go into defensive. You're going to go into anxiety. And yes. both of those are difficult to, to connect with. And I think, you know, at, when I see people trying to, um, trying to sell or trying to be in there and they have that fear that's promoting that desperate look or that kind of you know oh I'll do anything that you you want me to do that's what actually makes it hard to trust when you see people that are really clear and they go do you know what um, that's really lovely to be asked to do that but I don't I don't do that right that's not my thing uh, that's easy to trust because I'm kind yes. of like okay you know I see those boundaries that clarity that you have on who you are and what you do and yeah. so therefore I can trust that yeah I love that because that's- you almost what you're saying is is you're almost in some ways your own um, case study in some ways because you've had to hack yourself in your own psychological safety and having to create so much safety internally for yourself, for yourself yeah. to be able to say, it's almost like I'm, even if you fail, it was like this self-talk of even if you fail today or if you don't get that sale today, I'm still going to love you. You're going to be fine. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, you have to be your own best friend in this game. Like, yeah. And, no. and I think that's, yeah, that's a really, it's, 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 it's a really good summary because I think, what we what we look for when we're trying to build trust is we're looking into the other person to to start to create that for us um can i trust this person um and actually it comes from me you know it's my it's my responsibility to create that trust and if i get knocked back well then it's my decision do i want to go back again um you know i'm in charge so um and i think to create trust and to create safety um, I have to take responsibility for what's happening here um, yes. and not be a passive, not passively kind of wait for the other person to trust me. 
Yes. I, I have to go, go and get it um, and work hard to create it and, um, and, and, and also kind of work out whether I want to work with them. You know, if they mm-hmm. really do not, um, if I, if I can't think, if I don't think that I'm going to be able to make them feel safe enough to be them, um, then it, I don't really necessarily want to be working with them anyway. Yes. And I think that's so valuable for female personal brands. Like we're having to, we're selling ourselves, we're selling our soul. <laughs> you know, this is what I, this is the work I do this is what I know how to do. Um, being like you said, you've got to go out and chase it. Cause I think what, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I noticed that, you know, sometimes particularly in the early days where you might be sitting back and going, like you said, you're sitting back and hoping <laughs> that people yeah. have you built up enough? enough trust. Yeah. yeah. Am I good yeah. enough? And, but you've got to have enough conviction and, and safety within yourself and be mindful of the fear, don't you? Because that fear is of rejection, fear that I'm not going to make enough money, fear that I'm not going to be able to, you know, pay my bills. Or that I'm going to say the wrong thing, you know, right. that I'm, I'm going to mess up by not saying this or by saying this, you know, right. and that sort of overthinking. And, and I think if you really stand in who you are and you're really clear on your style and your personality and you just be you yes uh, then you haven't got any you you can't trip up because as i say you they either want it or they don't yes Uh, but you're you're at least you're being clear over um what you're doing and what you're saying yeah i think i was listening to um i think it was either matt church or peter cook recently who said um as long as you're coming with the intention, like if you're coming with a really high level of positive intent and then even if you mix up your words a little bit, the intention will still create the connection and the trust and and then you can kind of take it from there. So it, it's intention over perfection, I think it was, was that, you know, you'll still, you might fumble through it, but if, you, if it's uh, really about creating a result for the other person and getting a solution for them and, and you're clear on exactly what you do and don't do. Whole, um, we talk a little bit in some of the other episodes around Michael Port's book, Yourself Solid, who says, you know, the, the red rope policy where he says, you know, these are the people who are let in and these are people who are not let in. Um, I think that sort of boundary around uh, create is a big part of contributing to that. And, and safety, us, yeah. Safety. Yeah, Would that be right? Yeah, and uh, look, I've had situations where I've had to go into... Um, you know, rooms uh, full of people or like, you know, a boardroom and it's all very dark mahogany and very kind of corporate and shiny glass and and um, men in, in suits um, who seemed very impressive and, and things that really would trigger my psychological safety to drop. Yeah. yeah. You know, things where I would walk That's in. intimidation. And of... Out of, yeah, and it's not, but it's not them doing it. No, it's your it's perception. something that's, that I'm doing yeah. when I okay. walk into that space that I, um, my psychological safety drops for some reason because of a spike in sort of my expectations of what I think they need to see in order for them to start to connect with me. And I think of of old, what I would have done is I would have tried to fit in and I would have tried to do my very best to look like I should be there. Okay. Uh, Whereas now what I would do is just be me. Yes. And if they don't like it, then, then I don't want to be in that room either. So, um, because I can't pretend anymore. So, um, whereas in the beginning, I think, 
I would have really, you know, I would have put heels on and lipstick and I would have tied my hair back and I would have done what it was that I thought they wanted to see, which is probably not what they wanted to see, but um, would have made me feel like I fitted more. Whereas now I'm just like, yeah, this is me. um, And this is what I know. And this is what I can do. And if you want it, then, then let's do it. Yeah. I love your style. You really do have this ease with which you, how you carry yourself. Uh, if you get the opportunity to get to see Amy speak, make sure you do because she's a, a fantastic speaker. I, I want to ask you a big part of you, which is a perfect segue to my next question, was um, a, a part of your brand. And we talked about this recently. Amy and I spoke at a, 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 a conference or an event just, just recently. And um so part of your brand that is really interesting is having been an actress. Can you tell us a bit about that? Like there's this part to you that you go, oh, wow, really? What, what type of acting did you do and all that sort of thing? And how does that play out as part of your brand? Look, I think it's actually the same, the same conversation and something that really, again, has only over the last year sort of been a, um, has emerged for me is that that was part of my world that I was actually keeping secret right. because to me it, it thought I thought well how could you be a serious corporate person um, and have you know and have had a, a not particularly successful but you know a, a couple of years worth of, of professional acting how, how mm. do you kind of you know how could you be doing subway commercials on um <laughs> on TV and, you know, sell these huge programs to these, these, um, you know, uh, inverted comments, um, important people. <laughs> and whereas now I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, it's me. And, yeah. um, it's where I learned some of my trade about what is important. You know, there's words on a script, but it's yes. something ethereal that, that happens in a high performing team that happens when, when there's good communication, when there's good eye contact, where there's playing and there's clear boundaries and there's positive regard and there's um, a hope that you're creating something, all of these things are absolutely fundamental to good teamwork. Um, mm. And the more anxious or the more fear there is in in the teams, in the players, the the, the worse the performance gets. Right. Um, all these... All these um, tools and techniques about ownership ownership of the space ownership of your individual relationships you know good actors um, and a good director will spend a lot of time helping the the actors in their in their roles build individual relationships outside of the text that's written for the play right Um, so you would maybe spend a day together in character with no script uh, but building a relationship to okay. strengthen the relationship that then the audience might see um, on stage. So they don't wow. necessarily see the background of that, but you you feel it because you feel the connection between the right. two people. Um, and so there's, there's heaps of things and all the improvisation and play and, yeah, right. um, you know, and sort of um, experimenting and feeling kind of, um, yeah, Simon Dowling, who, who we both know as well, he's yes. a, a, an amazing... Um, uh, improviser and, and actor and and he also works with trust and, and connection and mm. um, psychological safety and he he does a whole heap of of work in this area too and I think there's something really fundamental about being light and being playful in relationships we right. we layer on all these sort of roles and expectations and 
you know who we need to be and um and in acting there's just no time for that there's no mm. there's no you know you just play and it's fun mm. and it's light and it's happy um and and so yeah i think that i think now i see all of the benefits of that but for a mm. while i did sort of felt ashamed of it which is crazy wow. isn't it? That you, <laughs> you feel like you've got to hide big big yeah. sections of your life yeah and yet uh, you know it's one of the things we talk about with um you know and for those who are listening you're going how do you get that to connect so you know if you're in amy's case like you know there's often metaphors that are in your life that help people to understand the concepts that you're trying to explain because that part of your life is probably something that they're a little bit more familiar with and they can see the parallel and sometimes they can learn faster um, but also one, one of the things is it makes you really unique and it means that it's not we're going to get anybody to come and talk about trust and psychological safety is that we want the Dr Amy Silver version um, because we love what she does with, with um, the uh, acting techniques that she's learned yeah. as a professional actor which makes yeah. it so much more fun, we enjoy it more. So, so suddenly the value of of our um, positioning in the market is we've shifted now from commoditization into a really powerful high value brand a personal brand um, that brings extraordinary value to to clients but there's uh you know there's that's hard to compete with you know and there's only one of you and simon dowling does a different version again and we go hey, we yep. want the simon dowling version um yep. so i just think that's so powerful that you've been able to tap into this part of you that most people, like you said, the clients I work with, you go, really? That's relevant? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. once you start to unpack it a little bit, you start to, have you found that? Like the more you started to unpack it, you're so like, oh, much. wow, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I, I'll just tell you something really quick um, that so well, my plan for this year is to get a lot more um, strategic with my um, social media planning so mm. um, something that we've done as a team my in my team um, we've done sort of sporadically or we've done you know when we feel like it I think we need to be a lot smarter and clearer about it mm. and one of the themes that we uh, that I'm really passionate about and, and really um, vocal about is is diversity and, and right. feeling very strongly that you know one of the benefits of psychological safety is that we get more cognitive diversity so right. if in the room there's a very dominant voice or people aren't kind of connected then we lose the the diversity of thinking that that we could have so that's one of the key benefits of of working with me i think is that we get this um, cognitive diversity so i'm very passionate about that and i'm all, all, very passionate about all sorts of diversity obviously um uh, gender and and um, all sorts of you know any any kind of diversity really I, I'm okay. in in for anyway so I was talking to um, our social media um, planner and we were talking about that and um, when I was talking to her I sort of said you know I even like diversity in socks I right. wear odd yes. socks <laughs> I always wear odd socks. Yes. I don't like pairs of socks. It really annoys me trying to find a pair. I just don't understand why. I much always wear odd socks, sort of out of almost like this kind of weird um, resisting of, of something. Right. Um, 
So, yeah. So she said, well, that's perfect. That's a perfect thing to kind of use as a social media yeah, definitely. Um, tool is to focus on these odd socks, you know? And I was like, really, I've always kind of sort of, again, I've sort of hidden it. Or like if I'd go to an important meeting, I'd sort of go, oh, okay, I'll put on matching socks. No, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel like that's the right thing to do. <laughs> um, so, you know, even little things like that, you just kind of go, yeah, I'm just going to stand further and further into who I am right. and, and feel okay with that, you know, and that's just me. And, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm a nice person. I'm not mm. a perfect person, but I'm nice. And, I, I, you know, why should I be trying to conform to, to what other people tell me to be? So yes. the more that I think about it and the more I stand in it and the more I surround myself with people like you and other people who are very strong in their, in their conviction of who they are and what their brand is, yeah. uh, the more confident I feel that I can stand in who I am and not try yeah. and be them. You know, I'm, I'm me. I'm yeah. Me. And which is, I think that's really powerful because even if you're out on your own as a personal brand is to surround yourself with other people who are like a tribe because, you know, this is lonely work. And like you said, when you're around people who are seeing, you know, they help you to um, uh, still be able to bring out these parts of you when you would perhaps never consider doing it otherwise, um, you know, a big part of that is being able to get the right people around you, getting yourself into a tribe because when you're selling you, you to hack that personal psychological safety, you still have to somehow have something, some sense of connection with a tribe or a group of people who will love you still unconditionally. Even if you do something wrong or you fail along the way, they'll still be there um, and that will give you the opportunity to try those things and step into it and have a go and, and or you're seeing other people do it and you go, oh, exactly. okay, maybe I could do that. Would that be right? Yeah, exactly. And, I yeah, I definitely see that. Like um, I think when I was sort of at the beginning of, of my of this birth of, of me, of Dr. Amy Silver, I think I was very, um, I'd look at other people doing things and I'd go, oh, I wouldn't do that or I wouldn't, you know, and, and I was sort of mm. almost doing it from quite a critical, um, you know, or the, how are they putting themselves front and centre or who gives them the right to do that, you know, yeah. I, that's how I Even was the hell thinking. do they think they are? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I think that, that holds you back, having that yeah. thought because you, yes. you're looking at other people thinking that and then so then they, you think, well, that's what other people are going to be thinking about me. Yes. Um, and you've kind of got to get over that because... Um, people think what they need to think yes. and that's you know you've just got to um, you know it's it, you've got to go cold turkey on it and just get it get it done mm. you know it's a bit squeamish at the beginning but the, the more you do the more you realize it's just a game and mm. um, you know you're just trying things out and when you see other people playing the game and trying on a, a different angle or they're trying on a different idea you know doing videos online or they're um, you know, doing a campaign for something or that whatever they're doing is interesting. And you kind of go, Oh, that's, that's an interesting idea. How would I do that? What would, what would make sense for me? And it's, it's a lot nicer in that world where you're just watching and um, observing yes. other people playing the game too. It's just, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Oh, look, it's been wonderful to have you and, uh, and to be able to tap into this really unique angle we don't often get to go under the bonnet sometimes you know when we're talking to people we see all this sort of um, just the products that they sell and you know their websites and stuff so it's such a gift to be able to tap into this part of of your expertise 
what happens behind the brand, um, your work that you do, but also today it's been about also sharing your expertise in the context of building a personal brand and how to hack that in yourself and your own personal psychological safety to be able to bring out the best in ourselves as well. So, so I love that. So thank you for being so generous in your knowledge and experience and sharing so much of your journey in yourself as well. So very grateful to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me, Jane. My pleasure. So um, before we go, tell me where can we go to find out if we want to, um, there might be people who are looking to get you to speak at their conferences, if we want to have a, an eye out uh, for your uh, book when it comes out soon and uh, if we want to uh, organise for you to come and do some work with us with our teams or something like that, where would we go? Where are we best to get in touch with you? DrAmySilver.com and all the handles, uh, Twitter and Instagram and all of that are Dr. Amy Silver. So all right. you'll find me there. All right. Terrific. Okay. All right. Well, we will see you. Uh, I'll see you in a few weeks, but uh, thanks again for joining us. I'm super grateful to have you today. So talk to you soon.